The other day I was uh, walking uh, my dogs, which is kind of a joke because they don't walk. They run like full bore. And uh, because they require so much space, uh, if they're going to run around, they, they are um, blue healers or Australian cattle dog. And, you know, I should have had a slide for that, uh, but I don't. I mean, I, I can. I can put one, you know, maybe next week. Um, but uh, as I was out walking them uh, along the river, I just um, was thinking how wonderful it is that we in Shreveport, and I, I guess the people over in Bossier too, uh, have a river that runs just right through us. It just comes right through town, and it's such a beautiful river, isn't it? Have you been out on the Clyde Fant Parkway lately? Have you walked along the trail on either side of the river? Um, I run down that uh, way quite a bit, uh, going to downtown and then back around, and um, the first time that I saw an eagle uh, in the tree uh, as I was going down, getting close to downtown, uh, I was just blown away. Um, and if you're Potawatomi and you see an eagle, um, that's pretty significant because eagles are a pretty big deal among the Potawatomi. We have our own aviary and, and all of that uh, in Shawnee. And so as I saw that eagle, and I wish I had my camera with me, I didn't run with my camera, but I was, I was just totally in awe of that and just the beauty right here in Shreveport, a bald eagle. And so when I was walking my dogs, uh, I saw another one and it was flying in the sky. And again, I just thought, how incredible is this to have this right here? And to think not that long ago, there was no flowing water uh, in the Red River. Maybe a trickle here and there, but uh, you all know the story, right? Especially if you grew up in Shreveport. What was clogging it up? The raft. The raft, the great raft, and not the brewery, by the way, <laughs> although that's a pretty good place too. But um, the raft, all of these logs and trees were jamming up the flow of the Red River. And uh, Caddo Indians and others talked about you could just walk right across uh, and Captain Shreve, as he came along, he invented a, a, a particular kind of boat that would uh, pick up those logs and cut them and get them out of the way. And so that is how the river was, uh, the flow was restored. And uh, it's a pretty amazing story, isn't it? And now we just have this wonderful river. Uh, well, today I want to talk about another river. And it is the river of God's generosity. So as we begin this week of Thanksgiving, it is a good opportunity for us to think about what it is that we have to give thanks for. And I heard some of your uh, testimonies of Thanksgiving as I was running around back there, uh, and your hearts are full this morning as you come to worship, and that is a good thing. And as we think about all that God has done for us, we would do well to think of it as a river. In fact, in Scripture, uh, there are many descriptions of the flow of God's justice, the flow of God's blessings, being much like a river. Well, I want to invite you to look back at Colossians as it's printed there in your bulletin, or if you have a Bible with you. Uh, we're going to look at this and talk about God's generosity to us, because in this letter that Paul wrote to the church at Colossae, he is writing to them 
to help them understand and to remember some pretty amazing things that Jesus has done for them. And in these first verses that, that we heard here today, and, if, and, I, and I hate that the lectionary just kind of cut it off where it did at verse 20. If we go on down to 25, we get a little bit more of an understanding of how Christ fits into this flow of God's generosity. So Paul reminded the Colossians of all the things that Jesus had done for them. And he says, uh, as, you, as you think about this, as you hear this, you will be able to joyfully give thanks to God. To not just think, oh, you know, this, this is tough. we got people coming in, Roman soldiers coming and getting people in our church and taking them away and executing them and torturing them and, and just wondering how they're going to make it as they continue on as followers of Jesus in their world. And so Paul says, joyfully, like he wrote to the church at Philippi, uh, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And we know that Paul was in prison when he wrote that. And so here he is saying to the Colossians, have joy as you give thanks. And maybe as you, as you give thanks, you'll find more and more joy. But if you look here uh, at some of the verbs that are used, Paul is great about this. He just uh, is a linear thinker and he just has all this uh, kind of listed here for us. Uh, one thing that he mentions is that it had enabled them to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. They could give thanks to God because Jesus had enabled them to share in an inheritance. These were people who were poor. I mean, some of them may have had some money, uh, but they were being persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And so what Paul says to them is that, remember, no matter how poor you are, no matter how many problems you have, you have been enabled to share in the abundance of God's generosity. But then he uses another verb. He says, you've been rescued. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and the sting of sin, which is death. You have been taken care of in all of that. You have been rescued. You have been transferred is another verb that's here. Transferred, transferred into the kingdom of God. Yes, you live in a very crazy and chaotic world, Colossians, but just realize this. You are also a part of a more significant kingdom, the kingdom of God. Another word that he uses here is in. Uh, Paul is really big on that word in because he wants them to understand that they are in Christ. They are in Christ's inheritance left for them. They are in the grace of God. If you read through Colossians, you'll just see that word over and over again. God has been generous to us. If you look here, uh, some of the quotes that we have here um, of course, the, um, the one about uh, from Winnie the Pooh, uh, Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. And uh, I believe there's another one in here. Uh, I, this is uh, my Angelou. I have found that among its other benefits, giving liberates the soul of the giver. Uh, both of those really emphasize generosity, don't they? And we today can get in the flow 
of God's generosity, just like the Colossians. And that's really a choice that we have to make, isn't it? We are the ones who are to decide if we're going to do that or not. The flow is just going. But what are we doing with the flow? Well, I want to invite you to to do that today. Uh, And as you go throughout this week, and not just Thanksgiving, but as you continue on in the holidays, as you get into the birth of Christ and you realize the incarnation of God in human flesh, just so many things that remind us of who Jesus is. If we were to continue reading um, in um, the uh, Colossians chapter 1, uh, even right up to 20, he talks about uh, who Jesus is, the, uh, the, this image of the invisible God and all of these other characteristics of who Christ is. The Colossians needed to remember that, and we need to remember that as well, don't we? And to remember all that Jesus has done, that you have an inheritance. So turn to your neighbor this morning and say, hey, you've got an inheritance. Okay. You do. You have an inheritance. And also that you've been rescued. So turn to your neighbor and say, hey, I've been rescued. Okay. And you have been transferred. So look at somebody and say, you've been transferred. Okay, y'all are getting it. You're doing well. So as we do all of that, we are to joyfully give thanks for what God has done. But also, what we find here, it's not about just getting into the flow. It's about giving the flow of God's abundant generosity in our world today. Paul writes uh, about being commissioned. If you continue to read in Colossians 1, he says, I have been commissioned to share the work of God, to share in God's grace and generosity. And he did that. I mean, he just spent every minute of his life sharing the abundance of God's generosity as he would share the gospel. And he mentions that he is a steward of what God had given to him. A steward is a manager, someone who is taking care of what has been given to them. Someone who recognizes that that what they have doesn't really belong to them. It is to be shared with other people. And as we see here um, in Colossians 1, there's just reminder after reminder to them about that. There are a lot of water wars going on um, in our uh, country today. If you live in California or if you live in uh, Arizona, uh, if you live in Nevada, um, you're thinking a lot about water, aren't you? And some of the things that have been done, some of the problems that um, have come about uh, in those areas and in our area as well is when people are damming up uh, rivers like the Colorado River and and, uh, farmers and ranchers and others have been able to get water to go into their property but not so much water to go into somebody else's property. This creates water wars. And then when all the water is going away, which it is in those areas, and really around the world as well, finding clean, fresh water is a real problem. And uh, the people get into fights about water. And we're going to see more and more of that develop. My son is about to get a a master's in uh, environmental science, and uh, he's been focusing in on water. He could tell you all kinds of things about water that I don't even understand. Um, 
It is a real issue. Greed is a real issue, is it not? When we don't share with others, since this is Native American uh, Heritage Month, and really all months should be that way, uh, I want to share with you an uh, Ojibwe word. Um, and that word, and, and Ojibwe uh, is uh, a part of Potawatomi. It's a, a language, but it also can refer to a people, the First Nations, the Anishinaabe, and the Potawatomi uh, were a part of that. But here's a word for you. It is Anu Dezewen. Anu Dezewen. Easy for you to say, right? Uh, that word is the Ojibwe word for greed. And it means this, taking more than you need to survive. In other words, you're not sharing it with people who are trying to survive. Uh, you're just trying to get it all for yourself. And that is what happens with us as well. And so we must share the flow of God's abundant generosity. We are to do that. We are stewards, aren't we? We're not receptacles. Look around. I'm trying to get y'all warm today. Look around. Do you see someone around you? Look at them and just think. They are not a receptacle. Now that would be weird to say to one another, right? But we're not. We do receive but we're conduits of God's generosity. We're to share that with other people. And uh, we do that by giving what God has given to us. As we begin this um, stewardship emphasis, uh, and this would be true for both uh, Church for the Highlands and for St. Matthias, pretty much all churches during this time period before the end of the year are focusing in on stewardship. And it's not just about money, although that's a big part of it. It's about the other parts of you that you are to share with other people. To be missional in our world. To be those who are sent. Not just to take what God gives us and go, wow, this is amazing, and do nothing with it. We are to participate in God's flow by giving. Giving our money. Giving our time giving our resources. And what we believe in the church is the best way to do that is to give to the church, especially a church, churches like ours, to be in this community, a community of need, of working poor, and to be able to share with them. And some of us are working poor, are we not? Uh, in this neighborhood and in this church. And so God gives us something and we are to give to others. Now, as a part of this strategy, and I can't get to my wallet. Well, I better. I better get to my wallet so I can participate in this. Um, I have invited y'all to share a dollar this morning. Now, if you're thinking, oh, all I got to do is share a dollar. No, you got to share more than a dollar, but at least. A dollar. So everybody get a dollar if you've got one. If not, just pretend like you've got one. And if it's Monopoly money, then um, okay. Um, but take a look at your dollar and realize this is something that I can give. All of us can give something. I guarantee you, in any given week, none of us are so poor that we can't find a dollar somewhere. There might be change in your couch. Change in your car, you might walk down the sidewalk and go, hey, there's a dollar. And you could give that. 
so what I want to invite you to do is to, uh, when we come up, not when we pass the offering baskets, but when you come up uh, for communion, um, to, we're going to have a special receptacle. That's a conduit, right? And so what we want you to do is take your dollar and just put it right in there. And if you don't have a dollar today, you can fake it and just go like this. Put energy in there, okay? <laughs> uh, if you have four quarters, ten dimes, whatever, we'll take it. And so what we're going to do from this Sunday all the way until the 18th of November, uh, December, uh, we're going to do this every week. And we're going to take all of that money uh, and count it at that period. And then we're going to do something with it. And so you've got to come back next Sunday to hear more of what we're going to do with it. It's going to be something that you all decide that we're going to do in this neighborhood for someone or something where there is a need. Because we want to be channels of God's abundant generosity. Amen.